you fear water. You fear lightning. You fear spiders. You fear snakes. And it's, it's irrational fear. It's not, fear most times not rational. I don't know anybody that's died of a snake bite. I have known some people that were bitten by rattlesnakes, where I live especially, but they didn't die. They wish they had, but they didn't. And so I've had people never, I've known nobody died of a spider except if it was a brown recluse, which really is not the recluse, it's, a, it's the bacteria they have on them that opens up. So anyway, uh, I've never known mice, I said Sunday, no mice have killed anybody that I've known. Don't be subject to fear. Fear will keep you away from doing God's will. Imagine the apostles going into a heathen world. Now, you know how heathen a world that they went in? You can read how heathen it was. It was fun. It made our world look, it made America look innocent. How bad was the Roman Empire? How bad was the Greek? It made America look like we don't hard, that we were moral. And we're, we're not. I mean, the vote up in, in uh, Virginia just told you what people want. They want abortion. They'll let everything else go. You can let America go, destroy it, but we want abortion. That's their vote. That's basically what is, we're gathering from the people that voted up there in Virginia and other places. Kentucky. 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 States that used to be solid, moral, good, possibly moving. But, but we look good compared to the Romans. We look real good compared to the Corinthians. The Corinthians were, were just debauched. So have we gone down as far as we can go? No. No, we got some room still. When I was in Europe in 1992, there were billboards, full frontal nudity, total nudity, full frontal, advertising a product. I didn't see what the product was. <laughs> but I mean, I was in, that was in Rome, in Rome, 1992 in Rome. I went down, one took, we took about a mile walk to the Mediterranean, and I just could not even believe the nakedness. I mean, full frontal, bottom top, advertising products as if it was nothing. I thought to myself, I thought America was bad. But we're not as bad as we are going to be because we're following Europe kind of in the way we do things. We follow Europe. But, so things can get worse. So uh, anyway, imagine the apostles were told to go into that environment and talk about the, the, those people were fairly anti-Jewish. Anti-Semitic. Some, whatever it is, against Jews. Is not, that is not something people come up with. That's demonic. I told you it's Sunday. It's the devil hating the country that birthed the child that crushed his head. And it's going to get worse, not better. And he's going to pursue him. He wants to wipe him off the planet. God himself in the tribulation is going to protect Israel. Gonna, gonna, and you can read it. You've read the book of Revelation. You know what I'm talking about. So anti-Semitism is demon-created, devil-created. Now, if you hate the Jews, you need to get right with God. Because without the Jews, we would not have Jesus. And without Jesus, you're going straight to hell. And pay for your sin, which you deserve. That's Bible. That's solid Bible. And so tonight I want to talk to you about this area of divine lies. There's all kinds of lies. The devil can tell. How many lies can you have? You can have a thousand lies, but how many pieces of truth? One. In other words, on one subject you have a truth. 
but you don't, and you, you can have a thousand lies about distort it in a thousand different ways. You know, when you go fishing, you catch 10 fish, but you send the preacher a picture of 11. You just got to fess it up, you know. But I mean, you, you fishermen, you never ask them where they went because it causes them to lie, you know. Uh, I would I'll tell you where they went. But you can only really have one truth. Truth is by nature singular, and lying is plural. People lie all come. They'll make stuff up. I've known people that would rather lie than than tell the truth. They really would. They just like to hear the story. They're like story makers. They're like, they, you know, I, well, anyway. So that was not new. That's not new with men. That's not new with society. That goes way back. Again, a demonic, uh, fleshly problem we have is lying. And in the, the children of Israel got caught in lying. The, the leaders of the children of Israel, the priests of the children of Israel, are condemned in the book of Jeremiah, especially in the book of Ezekiel. They're condemned. What are they condemned for? Lying to their people. The problem was really with leadership. They had a corrupt leadership, and they lied to their people. One of the responsibilities of a pastor is to speak the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, no matter what the crowd is, no matter what the pay is, but to tell the truth. In love, in love. Now, you don't have to be mean-spirited to do it, but to tell the truth. So we've gone over these, and there's 15 of these. There's more of them, but these are some divine lies. And I'm going to give some verses. If this is the first night for you here, this may seem strange to you, but I'm going to give you a verse where I get the idea of the whole thing. Divine lies. Number one, under grace, our sins do not matter. I showed you that was not Bible. Keeping rules makes you righteous. I showed you that was not the Bible. The world's music can be used in worship. I showed you that's not the Bible. There's way more on that subject, way more than I showed you. And all these really... There's a lot more, but I'm just giving you a mountaintop, and then you can do research past that. Women can preach and teach to men. They can, but it's it's sin, according to the Bible. So I showed you that. Let me see if this works. Oh, i got to turn it on. Okay. Tongues is some unknown heavenly language. I showed you in the Bible. It's not. It's, it's, tongues was uh, spread the gospel, and it was uh, it was people hearing what was being preached in their native tongue. God wants us healthy and wealthy. That's health and wealth. By the way, these lies are still circulating. They've been around for a long time, and this health and wealth, this is not new. Uh, when one health and wealth preacher gets thrown in jail, another two of them raise up in his place, and they don't seem to ever hold anybody accountable. We should fellowship with disobedient brothers and sisters. The Bible says not to fellowship with disobedient brothers and sisters because you want to cut the fellowship off so that they get ashamed of what they did and get right with God. That's the whole idea. If you continue to fellowship with them, you are, you are complicit with their evil, with what they did. That's like bidding an evildoer God's speed. The Bible says don't do it. You know, I don't go to a Mormon, Job Witness, all them and say, God bless you. I don't do that. Now, I'm in the habit of saying I really had to control myself on this. I, I don't want to bless them because I don't want to be complicit in what they're doing. So there are many, many divine lies. And this is, can you read that? Okay, then the Lord said unto me, the prophet prophesied, the prophets, and this is his accusation, Jeremiah, prophesied lies in my name. They're doing it today on the internet all over. I sent them not, neither have I commanded them, neither spake unto them. They prophesied unto you a false vision and basically false divination and a thing of nothing or naught. And the seed of, the, of their heart created in their heart. They'll say the Lord told them, the Lord said. 
You get around somebody that says, the Lord told me, the Lord said, get away from them. Uh, if you get around somebody that says, the Bible says, stay with them. I've heard what the prophets said, the prophet that prophesied lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. And oh boy, I've had people come up to me and say, I dreamed about, and God wants you to know. I said, stop, don't, you don't have to tell me that. God has access to me, and I have access to his word. Jesus is not God as a number, lie number eight. Now, I still need a little time on this because this is one of the major doctrines of Scripture. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, in, in John chapter 8, Before Abraham was, I am. Now, I'm not giving you a context on these, but we're due, due for the time. Basically, he said, Before Abraham, I, he said, Well, you're not yet 50 years old. How can you be like Abraham? He said, But before Abraham was, I am. And then they took, what happened when he, when he said, now the word I am, where does that come from? Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, I think it is. It's the burning bush. When Moses sees the burning bush, he says, take the shoes off your feet. The ground you stand on is holy. And uh, who are you? He said, well, tell them, tell the, tell the people who are going to the Jews in, in, in Egypt that the I am sent you. The present, the all eternal God, the present one, all present, all eternal, all knowing God, the I am. Big term. Big turn. And they took up stones and cast at him, but Jesus hid himself and went to the temple going through the midst of them and so passed by. I bring that to Jehovah's Witnesses, and they'll say, well, now he didn't mean that. I said, why did they take up stones to stone him? They knew exactly what he was talking about. They knew he was a claiming deity. That's why they, and they would never, they didn't even have the authority to kill anybody. It was the Romans that had the authority to kill. That's why they brought him to, to, to uh, Pilate. Because they didn't have the, they would have killed him without Pilate if they could have got away with it. These people, when Jesus said, "I," they were so fired up, they were going to kill him right there, even though it was an illegal thing to do, because they knew he was claiming deity and they believed he was blaspheming. Colossians 1 16, 17. But by him were all things, speaking of Christ, all things, and I, I darkened the all, because I'm going to show you how many times it is in there. All things were by him created, basically, they were in heaven and earth. Visible and invisible, whether it be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. That sounds like God to me. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. That sounds like God to me. And then in Matthew 1, 23, which is, uh, which is the New Testament quote of Isaiah 7, 14. Behold, the virgin shall be a child, bear a son, and call his name Emmanuel. It's quoted again in Matthew 123, but here's how it's quoted. Behold, the virgin shall be with child, shall bring forth the son, they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted, that's not in Isaiah 7.14. The Holy Spirit adds this in to make it clear who this Emmanuel is. The Bible says he's God with us. He's no less. And then it says as plainly as you can say it in 1 Timothy 3.16, without controversy, great is a mystery of godliness. It is a mystery. God was manifest in the flesh. That's a mystery. Justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed in the world, received up into glory. That's big. In Isaiah, there, there's interesting going back to Isaiah 42, 40, all, 42 through chapter 46. You want to read them carefully and slowly, those chapters 42 to 46. He says similar to this, I am the Lord, that is my name. Um, and my glory will I not give to another, neither praise to graven images. Okay, so God says, basically, I'm a jealous God. He says it in another place. I'm not going to give my glory to another one. 
God, if, if, if any, God's anything, he's true. It would be a lie to give his glory to somebody else because it, it would be a lie. So he's not going to do that. He says, I'm God. I'm the one who made everything. And now, and then you go to John 17, 5, and now, O Father, glorify thou me. Now, look at 42, 8. I don't give glory to anybody else but myself. He says, Jesus said, I'll give glory to me with thine own self, with the glory which we had with thee before the world was. Now, I'm not saying you're going to understand the Trinity or you're going to explain the Trinity, but I'm going to say the fact of the teaching of the triunity of God is in the Bible. You just got to accept it by faith. I don't have to understand something to know it's true. I believe electricity exists, but I don't have a clue really what it is. It's some sort of energy that flows not in the wire, but on the wire that you put on. And I know if you put your finger on the black one and the white one, you'll have a thrill. Only God would say this, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That would be the highest degree of blasphemy and, and would break the Ten Commandments. By the way, thank you for repairing them. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything, not in Jehovah's name, in my name, Jesus, I will do it. If you love me, not Jehovah, God, if you love me, Jesus, these are his words, keep my commandments. Only God would say those things. Otherwise, it would violate It would violate, and would be blasphemous. And by the way, why did they crucify Christ? Blasphemy. He, because they said he, he said to them he quoted uh, he quoted almost quoted uh, uh, Daniel. Daniel talks about well I don't I don't know if I get in it's fairly complicated but Daniel refers to what he said when Jesus said you'll see the Son of Man coming in clouds of glory. They understood that phrase clouds of glory was Jehovah. They believed that Daniel was Jehovah coming back. Jesus took that phrase. And told those Sanhedrin people, "You're going to see me coming in clouds of glory." That, that was what, and they picked right up. It was Dan. They ripped their shirts. Said, "What else do we have to hear? What's your verdict? He's worthy of death." They crucified him because of who he was, or who he said he was. By the way, they thought they got the victory, but they didn't. Number nine, a lie that we need to avoid. Hell is not real place of torment and not eternal. I would have you read this. I'm not going to tonight, but if you get your Bibles and read Mark chapter 9, verse 43 to 48, it's the strongest place, I believe, in the whole Bible that talks about a place called hell. You say, well, I don't like the teaching on hell. Neither do I. Hell's the scariest teaching of the whole Bible. First of all, it's forever. There's no end to it. And it sounds awful. It sounds of being tormented fire. I don't know. I've been burned a little bit. I've been burned a little bit, not a lot. But anytime I got burned, it was the worst wound I had. I mean, I've been cut. I've been, you know, there, but when you get burned, there's something bad about a burn. And I can't, I mean, it's the illustration about hell would be turn your burn around, let it get red on your stove. And how long can you think you're going to put your hand on that and can keep it on it? How long do you think you keep your hand on that red burner? Well, I don't believe you keep it all there. When you're cast into the lake of fire, 
There is no scarier thought. There is no scarier. The teaching of hell has won many, many people to Christ. I may ask it right tonight. How many here were pushed towards being saved or encouraged to be saved because of your belief in a real, literal hell? Raise your hand. Yeah, I would say half. The other half gets saved by grace, the teaching of grace. And I think both of them are appropriate. You should teach, you should teach with, by, this, by grace, winning some with compassion. There's no doubt some people respond to compassion. But this other group of people will not respond to compassion. They must respond to condemnation, which is the teaching on hell. Anyways, Revelation 14, 10, 11, one of some of the clearest places. The same shall drink of the wine. of These are the people in the tribulation which are poured out upon, without mixture into the cup of indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever. Well, that means they're, they got burned up and they're, they don't exist anymore and they're not conscious anymore, preacher. No, it doesn't because when you read the next sentence, they have no rest day or night. That means they are conscious of what's going on. If you're out of consciousness, you rest. When you sleep at night and you're conscious, actually what's funny, when you sleep at night, your mind's still working. I'm always weird about that. Your mind's still working. Did you realize, I don't think your mind ever shuts down. I may be wrong on that. You can Google me. I don't think your mind ever shuts down. I think you go into REM sleep. And I've, I've read about it. And I, so I'm, I tell my wife, my body shuts down, right? It goes into a night mode. And your, chemics, your chemistry in your Bible does, your Bible, your body does tremendous things at night. I mean, five times a night I have to get up and, but anyway, uh, you're doing some big chemical things to refurbish yourself. That goes on. Your body can go somewhat asleep, if you want to call it that way, but your mind doesn't seem to need it. Your, body, your mind needs to go in this REM thing and all that. They're conscious. They're going to have consciousness in this place called hell forever, who worship the beast in his image and who serve receive the mark of his name. Specific group, by the way, of, in the tribulation period. And then in Matthew 25, 46, it says, And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. What's important about this sentence is grammatically, if the everlasting, if ever, if, if the punishment is everlasting, the righteousness is also everlasting. You see that there? They go into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into basically life eternal or everlasting life. They're weighed against each other. It's been said it this way. If punishment's not everlasting, neither is eternal life everlasting. Or neither is heaven, maybe I should work that way, everlasting. They're both everlasting. That's because you've been created by God in his image, and part of being in that image is you'll never cease to exist. It's big. God's given us a big, Wow, we're never going to cease to exist. You're going to exist somewhere forever. It's big. Matthew, you know, you've heard this many times, the rich man Lazarus, and he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus. He may dip the tip of his finger in water. And this is a holding place. This is not the lake of fire. 
and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. It was literal to him. What was what is it like down there? Well, it was literal to him. He verbalized it. It was it's, it's a flame of some sort I'm in. And I need I would just do anything for just a to dip his finger. He didn't ask for a bottle of water. He didn't ask for a big drink of water. He was so bad off, he said, I'd be satisfied with just a, somebody's finger had been dipped in water and give me a drip of water. You've got to be pretty desperate to say that. One of the big lies has been propagated, and it's, it's believed by hundreds of thousands, millions of people, is that there's no hell. The tenth lie is make no difference between holy and unholy. This is going on all over America, and the churches all over America, they're violating this. Same thing happened back with the children of Israel, which brought on the judgment of God. It says in Ezekiel 22, 26, her priests have violated my law and have profaned mine holy things. Now, God tells you what's holy. You don't tell God what's holy. He tells you what's holy. And they, have no, and they put no difference between the holy and the profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean. They have hid their eyes from my Sabbaths, and I am profaned among them. They brought the world's stuff, which was profane, and worshipped Jehovah with the world's stuff. That, that's basically what the children of Israel were doing. And that's found in some of the minor prophets, Hosea, which I'll finish with here. And then here, Haggai, I mean, excuse me, not Hosea, Haggai. And so this is a reasoning. Now, this is logic. This is Bible logic. If one bear holy flesh in the skirt of his garment, and with his skirt he touched bread or pottage or wine or oil or any meat, this, this holy flesh was sanctified by God to be used in the temple. Shall that meat that touches those other things, basically right there, shall it be holy? And the priest answered and said what? No. So he puts it this way. Then said, Haggai, if one that is unclean by a dead body or touch any of these, these, shall it be unclean? And the priest answered and said, it shall be. So if, if holy touches unholy, what, what happens? If holy touches unholy, holy becomes unholy. If unholy touches holy, holy becomes unholy. So either way you want to do it. If God says it's unholy, don't bring it in his house or your or your house. Well, I'd be careful when I travel overseas about buying souvenirs. Be so careful you don't bring some wicked, demonic fetish into your home. I mean, I've heard all kinds of problems that that creates. And Haggai said, and answer Haggai said, so is this people. So, so God basically is applying it. So is this people, that's his children. So is this nation, that's his children he's talking about before me. Saith the Lord, so is every work of their hands and that which they offer there is unclean. They had taken the worship of Baal and culcated it in some ways with the worship of Jehovah. They had taken the, the, the things of the world and brought them into And God is just not, you may say, well, it's, a, it, it's, it's more exciting. It brings more of this or that. Say what you want, but if you don't do it God's way, this is what you get. Number 11. We'll stop with this one tonight. There are many roads to heaven. How many have heard that? Raise your hand. Tell them. 
Man, that's alive and well. But many rose to heaven. They deny hell. That's a big lie. And then there's another lie is there's many rose to heaven. So when you when a Christian will get on, remember Larry King, was it Larry King? Had a big talk show on for years. And he had all kinds of religious leaders on there. And, and he would, he would if they get a fundamental religious leader, I think Bob Jones III was on there at one time. And I think some other people that have, John MacArthur, I think, was on there at one time. And some other people. Been on. And so if they, if they have a hunch that you believe the Bible, they like to, this is what they like to say. Do you believe that 250 million Muslims are going to go to hell? Do you believe that a billion Indians, Hindus, are going to hell? Do you believe that all those folks who do not agree with the word of God are going to go to hell? And what's the guy got to say? Yes. I just watched a little clip on John MacArthur, and he said, if you don't accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and repent of your sins, you're going to hell. Nobody goes to heaven. I am the door. Anybody that tries to get into the sheepfold any other way but me is a thief and a robber. Jesus made it clear. Which I believe I just went ahead of myself. If this is true, then the Bible is not. If there are many roads to heaven, I just tell people, and if there are many roads to heaven, the Bible is false. Jesus said unto them, I'm the way, the truth, the light. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You know that one well. Jesus said unto them, Rarely, rarely, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. That's what I mentioned already. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. And I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall, have, he shall be saved and shall go in and go out and find pasture. And so... Without going into any more detail on that, Jesus basically told him, yeah, I'm the way. That's it. There's no two ways. I'm the way. And then in Luke chapter 21, 8, it says, he said, Take heed that ye be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I'm the Christ, the time draweth near. Go ye not, therefore after them. Before his apostles ever went out into the world and preached the gospel, he told them there's going to be a lot of people saying, I'm the Christ, I'm the Christ, I'm the Christ. And it's been. It's been true. And then, of course, the closer, Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other. How many? Any other. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. You've got to come to Jesus. I don't like people. It bothers me when people pray. Now, I'm not condemning anybody, but just I'm just telling you, it bothers me. They'll pray and they'll say, in God's name. Does that bother you, preacher? I didn't know if you did that the last time you prayed or not. But I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, it bothers, just bothers me. My spirit goes, ooh. And God, it's not God's name. There is no name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 11. It's Jesus. When you pray, say in Jesus' name. When you're asked to pray at a uh, commission meeting and when you're asked to pray at a governmental meeting, don't pray in God's name. They're good with that. You get up there and talk about the Lord Jesus Christ, and you get up there and say, in Jesus Christ's name, they squirm like worms in the sunshine. 
Now we'll start here next week. Salvation. I get this from going door to door. I feel like people. I feel like people sometimes believe salvation is like buying. Did you ever have anybody come by and try to sell life insurance to you? You're young Marys. I don't know how they get your name, but they'll forget your name. Not used to. They just come by and try to sell you life insurance. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. Life insurance. People get, I'll say to the door, boo, 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 boo. Bill, I tell Gospel Baptist Church, I'd like to invite you to church. I don't go to church. I've been in church since I was 10, 12 years old. I said, well, do you know Christ as your personal Savior? Yeah, I know, I know, I know him. I, I got saved when I was 10. Okay, you got saved when you were 10, but you haven't been to church. You don't, do you read the Bible? No, I don't understand it. I can't figure it out. What do you think? Their chances are that they're saved. They bought, they, they bought in on salvation like it was some sort of insurance policy that a guy comes by, you pay him the money, sign it, and you got it for the rest of your life. But, the, but that's just not the way the Bible talks about salvation. We'll talk more about that. Heavenly Father, thank you tonight for your Holy Spirit. May you come help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. couple things I want to make mention of tonight before we break up for prayer is Doug Smith, I think he already had surgery. Where you at, Doug? Doug's in Moana. He's in, he's in Moana. So that request probably can be taken off. Uh, number 14 can be taken off. Uh, you probably can take off 29 because George Thomas, there's no possibility her reading comprehension could get better. I didn't know you could read, Joyce. I mean, West Virginia, I, I, I'm good with it. You, you know, you remind me of the West Virginia guy that told me you go 28 miles down this road. And, I mean, sorry, you go to the end of this dirt road, and, and then, you, then you go 28 more miles. That reminded me of West Virginia a little bit. God bless West Virginia people, though. They're a highly talented group of folks. Did you ever notice you, live, you were close to West Virginia? how they can sing and play instruments. West Virginia people can sing. That's because they don't have TV or electric. <laughs> I got a bunch of West Virginia jokes. I cannot tell them. I cannot tell them. It would not be right. It would not be right. I have nothing against West Virginia people. I love them to death. They don't love me, but I love them to death. Okay, I wanted to mention something else here that I mentioned. We've got some praises. Tonight we're going to do praises. I mentioned that last week. We've got some good ones here. And i got another praise to put on there, Wendy. Write that down. PRC, my daughter-in-law, Andrea Lytell, texted me and told me she led a woman to Christ today, a Haitian woman to Christ today at PRC. Explained the gospel the best she knew to explain it. And asked her if she wanted to trust Christ with all her heart. And she said she did. And she didn't have the abortion also. So that's good. But what other praises you got in this? Yes.
congratulations. Congratulations on that. Really, I'm surprised. That's a praise. Did you hear that? How'd you hear that? Anybody? Okay, back here, you got to speak up, son. Baby's healthy. Looks like you're getting healthy, too. I'm not sure who's gained the most weight, to be honest with you. No, I don't know, man. He's, he's going to have his belly going to be bigger than yours pretty soon. The nice part about you is you're going to lose yours and he'll keep his. Oh, God bless. That's good. Anybody else? Yes, Sandy Atto. Amen, amen, amen. I got. Say, I trusted Christ at five years old, so I believe those things. You know, if it's from heaven, you can't explain it. Anybody else got some praises? Yes, yes, ma'am. The, the Italian. Did she say that her dad had a melanoma biopsy? It came back negative. Well, that's some super news. That's that's like re you never want to have melanoma. What's she saying? Fifty. That's a fancy word. That has to do with your blood cells. Right. Well, God bless. But I say the same thing about melanoma. You don't want it. Anybody else got something like to give praise? Six pack? What do you think? You got something? You got a beautiful wife and three kids. I'll do it for you. Okay, you get that? What did you say, Joe? It's going well. The job's going good. You're getting in practice, so you can do our, our, our. He's going to do. He's going to put together our uh, cover for the picnic table area. That structure that you see there, we're going to tear down. It's twenty some years old. And we're going to put the new one up that looks like the playground. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to work out real good. The teachers are believing by faith. By faith. By faith. By faith. Not by sight, but by faith. They're believing. Yes, sir, Johnny. on down. What water is fine. You got a verse, Vito? Vito, you got a verse? Give us a verse, Vito. That's hard to be put on a spot like that. 
That's hard to be put on a spot like that. You're doing good, son. You're doing good, man. That's great. Appreciate you, brother. All right. Yes, ma'am. Speak up. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. Appreciate it. Bill Henthorne, if you're watching, God bless you. Love you, man. May the Lord bless you all the way home. Your wife's looking forward to seeing you, by the way. Yeah. Boy, amen. Amen. We appreciate it. Your wife showed me two pictures of two young people, but I did not recognize them. <laughs> oh, they were when they were really. How young were you back then? Oh, oh, you guys at one time looked young. It's amazing. It's amazing what happens to you, you know. I went into, uh, I, I used to do a lot of visiting on Thursday nights of members of the church. And uh, I would go in and they would have pictures of them. I said, who are who? Who are these people? Oh, that's me when I was 20, or that's me when I was 20, 30. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you look good. You look good. You look good. All right, hey, one more. We got one more praise. Yes, ma'am. Did you hear that? That just shows how bad off I am. Did you hear him? Okay, they didn't hear you up here. That's good. No. Okay, man. Now I can rejoice. Now I know Italian can speak a lot louder than that. Amen? Amen, brother? Amen? If she was mad, they could hear it next door. Yeah, I'm Italians, they speak loud as a normal, natural way of talking. You've been around a bunch of Italians. They, they, they almost you think are yelling at each other. All right, well, let's pray. Father, thank you today for the Spirit of God. Thank you for these people. Thank you for Awana folks and all that's going on, people running the buses, bringing the kids in. Please keep them safe on the way back home. Please remember us according to your loving kindness and tender mercy. Help us in the days of Noah, which we live. May God, we stand faithful as Noah stood. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.